This week on Inside Motorsport, we speak with George Medici, who's been racing for Marcus Ambrose in the United States all this year. I hope you'll stay with us. George Medici, uh, an interesting year in 2011 for you, yeah. with uh, off to the United States running with Marcus Ambrose team Speedway. It's uh, been a challenging year. Yeah, but good. You know, we. Uh like you say, Marcus Ambrose just plucked, sort of plucked me out of Utes and, and, and gave me a hand. And I mean, to, to be that guy, you sort of wonder what you did to deserve it. But obviously, uh, obviously, I proved to him that I could drive, and, and that was a good part. And came over there, and we started that Marcus Ambrose Motorsport, and we got it up and running. And first year out of the box, second in the points, rookie of the year, um, the highest finishing rookie ever in the his, history of the series. So, no, uh, it's been good. You know, I would have liked to have won a couple of races, but. It's uh, that's you got you got to wear it sometimes. When we were consistent, we were fast and on pole a few times. So no, overall a very good year. When you go over there, it's a it's a different world running in the southern part of America, particularly on the speedways where they like their boys and they like their local boys. When you're going to a local track, exactly, it, it, that is very much the case. But at the same time, they're not completely biased. You can win their respect. So you go out there, you do a good job, you you drive well. You don't go out there and hit everything with wheels. It, uh, it, it, you know, they, you can earn a level of respect from them, and then from there on, you can build with that and actually, generally, genuinely have a place in that whole world and in that whole thing. So, it's more a case of getting over there, treading a bit softly, softly, but you've got to make sure they don't think they can knock you around. So, push back when you get pushed, and uh, and and yeah, just generally hold your own. And if you drive, if you're a generally a clean driver, but one end up won't take any. I want to say shit, but. Uh, the, uh, then, uh, then, then you'll generally fit in very well. Good news is you're not in America now. <laughs> the interesting thing, though, is the economy is very, very tough over there. Is that part of the reason why you're looking to race in Australia next year? Definitely. You know, uh, there's nothing in the world that is commercially viable like the V8 Supercar Series. It's been a f- the, the guys have done a fantastic job in managing the category and bringing it into a whole new sort of era that it's in now and uh and that makes it incredibly attractive you know when i'm over, over in the states we had the the telecast of bathurst live we had the telecast of race two at the gold coast live and just the buzz i mean these the americans just can't believe how good our cars are and and uh and you know i went over there as a learning thing it was was never the intention was was never definitely to stay the whole time so i think i've learned a lot i'm i'm tougher i'm meaner than i've ever been and, uh, and, you know, I come back to Australia with a, a whole new set of tools in my arsenal. So, no, it, w- it was good. But, uh, but you're right. It is, Australia is one of the healthiest racing categories in the world. And, and that's why I've come back uh, to, to sort of try and lay my stake to it. Realistically, it's a Fujitsu ride that you really want to get into next year? Definitely, definitely. You know, I don't think, realistically, you really need to prove your mettle in these cars. They're a very unique car to drive. Um, I think some of that might go out the window when the new cars come in because they're said to be a lot more like a general touring car, a lot less idiosyncratic than the current cars. But I think if you prove you can get on top of these cars, you can prove you can get on top of anything. So definitely getting into the Fujitsu series um, is a big aim. Obviously, uh, in a perfect world, you'd be in a, in a, um, a full-on level one uh, car. But, uh, you know, I think especially for my first year, if I can get out there in a, in a really good, solid piece of equipment, uh, with a good team behind me, I think we can prove what we're capable of and then maybe go out and give those guys a bit of a hurry up the fir- in, uh, by the end of the first year. It's an interesting career progression because the Utes are the perfect transition. Well, yeah, you know, as, uh, as, as Harry Hogg said, you know, he didn't, he didn't rub you he, didn't hit you, he didn't hit you, he didn't bump you, he rubbed you and rubbing's racing. So, no, that's definitely a part of it. And, and it's interesting, you know, what is 
uh, politically correct in those series. You know, if you can go get to someone and they're slowing you up, you give them a couple of chances, and if not, you can just bump them a little bit, move them out of the way, and continue on racing. And they're never going to hold it against you. It's when you do that, and then you don't pull away, and the, you start holding them up that that's the big problem. So, no, it's um, rubbing is part of it. Rubbing is part of it, and and coming out of Utes, it, like you said, it's the perfect uh, perfect preparation for it because. You know, when someone hit me for the first time, I wasn't saying, what? You know, it was, uh, I was definitely used to it and I was prepared for it. And, uh, and yeah, you know, um, I think I like to think it helped my own pretty well. Does that mean when you come back to the Australian series, uh, owners and potential, uh, uh, potential drivers that you, uh, sorry, potential owners that you want to work with, does that mean that uh, they're going, oh, this fella might tear up a bit of stuff because he's been running that US style? Uh, I'd like to think not, you know, I'd like to think I'm smart enough to be able to switch back and forth between the two, but, um, you know, I, I, uh, like I said, I'm tougher and meaner than I've ever been, and I think, I think that's going to be a really big uh, uh, help to, to my racing from here on in, you know, I, I, I got a bit of the mongrel back into me, and then I think that's really, really good, you know, I think that's what a lot of these guys, a lot of, a lot of people in, in, uh, in Australian racing sometimes are lacking because we're so over-policed. You know, we're all worried about whether we're going to get in trouble with the stewards. So I think a bit of controlled aggression in those cases is going to be a, is going to be a definite benefit. Um, but no, I don't go that, I don't go out there and tear panels off the car. I might go out there and lean on someone every now and then. But uh, I mean, if you've got to do that to get to the front, then I'm not here to make friends. The other thing the American drivers are very good at from a young age is the the sponsor and the product placement into their conversations and that is something that you would have had driven into you by the the PR guys for the Marcus Ambro team because he was needing to get every sponsor out there. I mean you know don't worry about the PR guys Marcus Ambrose himself is one of the best in the business at it so no he, he did a fantastic job and and uh, I'm just going to do a bit of shameless promotion here but with Gelburn Australia and with uh, Marcus Ambrose Motorsport I actually support the uh, the Victor Chain Cardiac Research Institute myself you know they don't uh, they don't help out with any sponsorship but I donate a space on every single car I race to the to the foundation and heart research and all that sort of stuff. So you do get good at it. You do get good at it. You learn different ways to build it in. I think Carl Edwards is definitely the best in the business. I was about to say, meet George Carl Edwards of Australia, Mitty. <laughs> yeah, Carl. Carl does a fantastic job, and uh, and you know he really is as a, in a commercial sense someone that every driver in in a professional capacity should model themselves on. In a racing sense, I like Tony Tony Stewart. So, you know, it was great. We had the two of them fighting out for the championship and, and my buddy works for Tony, so I was really excited to see him win. So I was, they went into the last race at Homestead. I was exci- equally as excited to see Carl win, who I really admire for his polish, or Tony, who I really admire because he's a real racer. He's a, he's a, he's a man's man and a, he'll, have a, he'll have a bloody go, you know. I really like that. And, uh, and also to see my buddy, who now has a, a championship ring to go along with his Daytona 500 ring with, uh, with Matt Kenseth. So nah, it, was, it was cool to have a little bit of a personal, uh, personal input into that. All right, well, here's the test. When you drink the drink at the end of the race, do you swallow anything or do you uh, just up to the lips and back? Because that's the difference between smoke and Carly Woods. <laughs> it, uh, it depends on whether the, whether the bottle's see-through or not, because if it's not see-through, you've got water in there anyway, uh, a la uh, Kyle Busch. So, no, look, I think if, uh, if someone's, uh, if, you know, if, you, if you've got a sponsor, you've got a service sponsor, so you do whatever it takes. George, absolute pleasure. Hope you have a great new year and we find out who you're driving with very soon. Thank you very much, and hopefully we'll have it sorted here in the next couple of weeks. George's father, Andrew Medici, has been running the Touring Car Masters, finishing up second. Although in the last race of the year at Sydney, 
he gave it his all to try and take the championship away from eventual winner John Bow. Uh, the only choice for us was to go in there and give it everything that we had, you know, and that's what it did, you know. Um, uh, Glenn has a very fast car, but uh, in the end we, we won out, and, and, uh, but John drove very sensibly as he always does and just made sure he got the finishes that got him over the line. But uh, I'm second in the championship and it's been a fantastic championship and I'm, I'm more than, you know, like, you always want to win, but second's okay. You didn't leave anything on the table. You dive-bombed Cito a couple of times during that race and uh, it was just one of those races which it, it looked fun. Yeah, and, and it really was. You know, I've been racing in Glen since the 80s and John since the 80s and uh, we know each other, we trust each other and, uh, you know, you can get away with something like that and you know that, that you, can, you can give them the same amount of room when they do it. So it, it, it was a hell of a lot of fun and we all enjoyed it. Yeah, and I reckon it probably made pretty good television. How much does the championship mean to you? Like, are you disappointed at, at finishing second? Does it make you more motivated to win next year? Look, I've been racing a lot of time and I've won lots of races. And um, uh, will it make a difference to my career at this stage? No. But uh, we're all very, very competitive. And each one of us goes into the championship in every race with the intention of winning. And, uh, and we all have a really good, really good crack. But will I be crying tonight? No, I'll be celebrating and quite happy to have a have a few bids with my team and my two boys who are here with me today. My thanks to George and Andrew Medici as the checker flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.